0: Welcome to another episode of the Epidioticians podcast.
1: <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to a new episode. In fact, it's a new episode format today. You guys know and love our like educational episodes and we love making them, but we thought it would be fun to kind of sprinkle in like some of our own stories and lived experiences along with like the educational things that we talk about too um we've talked a little bit together both like on air and off air about being more authentic on here and we think that would include us just talking about like our own lives and such a little bit more because we do have our histories of disordered eating and such that we know a lot of you could relate to so we thought that would be good instead of just us being like audio textbooks for you all we thought it could be nice to kind of show that we're actual humans too so
0: we're doing exactly that
1: today it'll be good we're
0: and I feel like that's when it's more fun when you guys get to hear a little bit more about our personal lives I feel like the most personal we normally get is like when we get into the therapy section (laughs) so so you probably I just probably just think we're like mentally unwell and then we're dietitians and that's it that's all you know about (laughs) us Um, I'm excited for today we're going to talk like Hannah said about like our disordered eating history a little bit. So trigger warning, because that's kind of primarily what we'll be talking about. So if you think that uh, talking about disordered eating at all, or hearing about disordered eating will be a trigger for you, skip this episode, um, protect your peace, and let's just get into it. Because I feel like, I don't know where this episode will take us because it's a new format, but yeah, bear with us. I'm sure we'll find a way to just talk a lot. Because
1: that's typically what. <laughs> yeah yeah well let's start with the history of Emily shall we like how did the upbeat dietitians even come to be we've shared a little bit about it especially like in our first episode but I do not recommend listening to that first episode because we are like robots like we re-recorded it though oh did we mm-hmm. <gasps> we were
0: re-recorded it when oh, I visited yes. you last year now I'm thinking, I'm like, did I upload the new
1: version? I know? Cause we also recorded I'm, like an ad thing that we never used. We definitely didn't use that. Which is um, good because it was like a 30-minute long ad. <laughs> we just kept talking. It's like which actually it's a whole episode about the ad.
0: Um I'll have to go check right now, but I'm like 85% sure. You're right. We did record we something. Uploaded the new version.
1: Okay, well maybe do listen to it, but also we'll just give you the rundown here of how we met yeah. and everything. So no need if you don't want to. <laughs> no, no. So we met at
0: Purdue. We both completed our undergraduate degree at Purdue. And we met during summer orientation. There was something called STAR, and I don't know what that stands for now that I'm thinking I
1: don't long. either. And I even like helped work it like my junior senior year. <laughs> It's like student, student training? student training and, Mission? I don't know, student training and relations. <laughs> That's <definitely> <laughs> <bad>. <laughs>
0: it's probably something weird. <laughs> we meet, we kind of met during that. We're like, we technically all met. We didn't really. <laughs> all of <laughs> all Purdue
1: of met during STAR.
0: <laughs> or of our dietetics class met, but We didn't actually really meet until, like, we were both in the same dual major program because, no, we could not make it easy for ourselves. So we're like, let's do two majors majors instead of one. In four years, yeah. Yeah, because life was not easy enough for us. Um, But that's just naturally how we both are.
1: We just can't. Yep even now we can't make life easy for us. No, it's like, what more can I add to my book or my, my plate so that I'm more overwhelmed? Yes. Let's do that.
0: Never relaxed.
1: And when you're relaxed, you're dissociating. I don't know about you. I dissociate when
0: I relax to forget
1: where I am. (laughs) Have you seen like the memes of like consuming like five types of media at once? So you don't have a single thought in your brain? Yes. That's that's literally me. I have to like have something playing on the background
0: while I'm reading or on my phone. And I'm like, there, no thoughts are being had thoughts.
1: If I think bad things will happen.
0: (laughs) No. Yes. (laughs) But we met during our dual major. I think we talked about in the first episode, how like we actually didn't talk until like bio class. (laughs) I remember it very
1: distinctly where I'm like, I recognize that girl. She's in dietetics. I'm going to walk up to her and introduce myself. Which thank yeah. God you did because I would never because I'm not like that at all. <laughs> I would have and never met you until like senior year, maybe. I was gonna say
0: we were all, we were like a, a close knit group by the end, but that was Beautiful. just all like our trauma bonding of going through Purdue Dietetics. Yes. Um, and then from there and out, we sat next to each other and became best friends ever since Aww. in every
1: class. <laughs> um, have we told the story about how I forgot your name? I, <laughs> I think. I feel like we did, but I didn't know this. I don't think you told me this for a while. No, it was probably like junior year or something when I finally admitted it. I had (laughs) Emily in my phone as like Emily dietetics or like no dietetics girl or something like that for the (laughs) longest time. Cause I am so bad at remembering names. And then eventually, like I somehow learned, like either you said it, like in like a little monologue or something, or mm-hmm. I saw you like write it on a piece of paper or something. I don't know. I finally <laughs> figured out your name was Emily, and I was like, okay, no, cool. Add that's the best
0: way to find out names is looking at their papers or think mm-hmm. <laughs> what they're doing. I'm like, hmm.
1: Like, I feel like we use that strategy a few times. To we we definitely have about <laughs> other people <laughs>
0: instead of asking. But you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's okay. So going into Purdue we like had very different views like both of us we did not I don't want to say we had the same views but like compared to where we are right now we had very different views and approaches to dietetics we like I had no prior nutrition education before undergrad and then you're just kind of thrown into it and you're like this is what my perceived conception of like or I don't know if that word makes sense my perception. Uh, perceived conception I don't know if that makes sense now that I saying. don't know if conception is the right word <laughs> I am like inception babies Incep- I'm trying to say perception. Per- like I'm super- I'm saying perception but I'm making it two words perceived
1: perception,
0: perception. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like no that's not right that's incorrect we did graduate I promise <laughs> we, we did it's just sometimes our brains don't work, but that's nothing new if you've been here for a while.
1: But yeah, I agree. I think, I think maybe what we believed in, like just you and I were pretty similar, but they're different now than they were back then. Um, But yeah, I feel like when it comes, like no one knows what dietitians are or do, including us when we were going into our dietetics program. Like no one knows what dietitians no. do. All no you know about. is you talk to people about food. That's Which like is honestly barely even the case. Like it's no. more about like what your brain is thinking about food, and mm-hmm. in my experience anyway at this point. Yeah, there's. Yeah,
0: yeah you're just kind of going in blind. And you don't even like learn about
1: dietetics until like junior year. Honestly, it's just organic chemistry and biochemistry, anatomy. Yeah. We did
0: have like intro to dietetics class, but I felt like that, like still, I was like, what do dietitians? Cause a lot of them, a lot of them that came in were like weirdly like private about what they actually do. Yeah. Like would tell you like general things that they're like, no, I
1: can't. It's confidential. And I'm like, What do you do? Um, Because I probably wanted to say it's a terrible job. Don't do it. You're going to regret it.
0: (laughs) Shout out to like the professors that were transparent. Specific one in mind.
1: Shout out to HK. (laughs) We love him. Yes. Didn't save us in time. (laughs) Didn't save us. We were already too far in. Thousands of dollars deep. We were too stubborn to deter. Um, But today is more about like, during our college days, sort of our mutual disordered eating behaviors that we experienced. Um, I have some notes of kind of some things I want to talk about, but I feel like generally I probably was experiencing disordered eating before going into college. Mm -hmm. Um, I just seem to remember college more because it was more recently. Um, But I was an athlete in high school. I played soccer my entire life. I grew up with a family that was very much like organic and the seed bread and I love my mother but she buys like the organic Cheetos organic Gatorade I'm like it's it's okay if we have just regular Cheetos and Gatorade um I have a note on here I think it's like later I was gonna say it but um I distinctly remember in high school doing the paleo diet and I was a soccer player, so I would have like tuna, I'd have like a tuna, can of tuna and spinach for lunch. And then wonder why I was like dying at soccer practice afterwards. Cause I had like zero grams of carbs in my body.
0: Do you think that you picked up on paleo from like your family?
1: Oh yeah. My mom was was doing it too. Uh, Yeah. Um, Go listen to last week's episode about generational dieting. (laughs) Yay. Check it out. <laughs> Check it out. Dang, that's crazy. Tuna yes. and spinach. Mm-hmm. I also remember one day having Chinese for some reason. And then I threw up in the shower afterwards because I ate like a ton of <laughs> sweet and sour chicken. Dang. So it was one or the other. I, I was either underfueling or overfueling. Mm. A
0: very not uncommon side effect of no died. I think that's pretty typical yeah but oh my gosh I that's think
1: scary hold on wait I don't want to move past this it's I've never thrown deal. up in
0: I've never thrown up in the shower
1: oh yeah that's I ate scary. Way too much I like came home and I like felt so crappy and then I just like barfed in the shower <laughs> at least it was a space you could clean yeah I don't think that was intentional I just like at that point finally was able to like let it yeah. out yeah. That's and it wasn't fun. like, like a binging and purging thing. I don't want to make that very clear. It was just like, mm-hmm. I overate you and then ate, I was yeah. doing sprints. My body was like, what the hell are you doing? And then I threw up. <laughs> what is
0: going on here?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Especially if you weren't used to eating
0: like that much food, right? Your body's probably like, get this out of me. Like, which is
1: it? Are we eating a hundred calories for lunch? Or are we eating like 600, like pick a lane lady.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: But I thought, you know, since I know how to eat healthy, of course I can help others eat healthy. Enter me into Uh, Purdue dietetics. And there we go.
0: (laughs) I feel like that sums up so many people's dietetics experience oh yeah we've i don't know if we talked about it on the podcast but i know we've talked about it with other people off air about how there should be a vetting process going into dietetics for Uh, like eating disorders they should screen us for sure every single one like because the more people we talk to like after college the more I was like, we like found out about other people's disorder eating experiences, and I'm like,
1: we're all just like struggling, and then like constantly like, in it. Exactly, it just like makes it worse in so many ways. And I feel like even if we do screen like positive for having disordered eating before we go in, like we could still do it. They just need to like have like therapy options for us I was to like say, someone that. help them. Through that, exactly. yeah. Oh, what a fun don't. time! And so, no. thankfully, Emily and I made it out. That's kind of my conclusion today, which I'll just jump right to that, I guess, and then go back.
0: Oh. Is uh, that- the podcast
1: episode is over. It's over. <laughs> That's all you guys need to know is that I used to eat tuna and spinach for lunch. <laughs> um, is like Emily and I were lucky enough to get out because we did like have exposure to other dietitians who do talk about like disordered eating and health at every size, all of that. Um, but not everyone has that experience, so. Hopefully if you're listening to this, you are working on getting out of those behaviors. Um, also recommend sharing this episode or this podcast with others who might have those experiences to help them. But I just want to say that like not all of us are lucky enough to learn what we have learned. Um, even though at the beginning it was not helpful, we were able to just like keep learning and be able to get out of it, which was a positive for us.
0: Yeah. I feel like this is also jumping in as luckily we had like faculty that were utilizing a more like non-diet anti-diet approach and we were introduced to like some intuitive eating and hey so like that's what like I know for me specifically like that was a huge turning point because I was like wait what is this <laughs>
1: exactly yeah I have it in my notes so I think it was like junior year or so was that junior mm-hmm. year we took that class with yeah okay yeah um we took a I think it was just called like nutrition counseling. And at that point, I wasn't fully convinced yet of like intuitive eating health at every size. Like, Oh no, I was still like, you can really be healthy at every size. Like my brain wasn't fully there until honestly, like a year ago. I don't think my brain, like during internship, I was like, what is this? What you mean that people who are in larger bodies, aren't just lazy pieces of crap. What? Yeah. (laughs) That's news to me. Oh, so frustrating, but Mm -hmm. luckily though, like Emily had said, it did kind of like spark our interest, get us started in thinking about it. And I've heard, we've heard from other dietitians that they haven't had a class like that. Um, so I feel like we were lucky in that way that we had that just like tiny brief introduction. Um, and we've spoken with that professor who taught that class kind of like post grad. And, um, she's kind of expressed that she, I think, would like to be able to go more in depth with those topics. But like, where's the time? Like, you've got other things yeah. to worry about and curriculum that you have to cover. Um, so I feel like we we're lucky just to even get that little bit that we did.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping like going forward, there'll be more classes like that for dietetic students. because so, It too. was like, honestly, probably like most one of the most beneficial classes we
1: were in. Yeah, I agree. I think that one, and then also four fifteen was it right when we mm-hmm. got to like actually counsel a client with supervision? Oh divorce. yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. I I put my notes here actually about that because um of course I was still in my cliche dietitian era, and so I remember the client asking about the dirty dozen. I was like, oh yeah, don't ever eat those fruits and vegetables that have those pesticides. Like you gotta like tread lightly with that i'm sure rachel was like why am i did rachel say rolling anything? her eyes in the <laughs> back of her She's head like jesus like yeah stupid dietetic <laughs> students what do they know i know but
0: like you have to have like, that's such a tough situation to be in where like you're like seeing these like very fresh students and like a lot of what they learn is like from family the internet mm-hmm. and then at that point we'd had like Three years under our belt um, of formal education, but you're probably like, oh my
1: god, <laughs> like just barfing in her own mouth yeah, as I'm yeah. saying that. <laughs> and those poor clients, like they just sign up for this knowing that we're students, like volunteering. Yeah, like they are brave. They probably Bless are hard. I hope
0: we didn't traumatize them too lightly. I hope Rachel like pulls them aside after she's like, actually everything P.S. PS.
1: <laughs> doesn't don't listen to what they said. Those students they're learning, <laughs> uh, but unfortunately though, like there's plenty of dietitians who do still do those things. Oh yeah. And it's a tricky competition to have because of course we can't say that we're right about everything because we're not, No, but of course we also believe what we believe in. And looking back, we just feel like that's not the best way to do things. Okay. it
0: shows character growth when you can look back and talk on your flaws so maybe exactly. we'll look back in like a couple years from now we'll be like oh they were so dumb for saying that I, I feel like we're already know. doing that like just on like the podcast like the beginning of the podcast we're
1: like hmm the last few episodes we talked about it like we're like do not go listen to old <laughs> episodes we do not know who those people are talking on the mics <laughs> we are very different that is not Hannah and Emily. That it, well, it is. It's just the old versions of them. We've yeah. grown. We mm-hmm. have critical thought. We continue to grow. Then not I... everyone has, unfortunately. No, but that's it. That's the story for another time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I also I want to talk to, about like, you being a PT. Yes, me too. <laughs> so uh, very similar to my intro to dietetics, I also was super into exercise and I still am. I still love exercise and teaching about it too. Um, but I became a personal trainer for very similar reasons. I thought that uh, since I'm making everyone eat healthy, I can also make them exercise a ton. And they're just going to be the epitomes of health because of me, the professional (laughs) thank me later, (laughs) but also cha-ching. Oh Um, yeah. So stupid. I, again, I do love being a personal trainer. I love exercise. I love talking about it. Um, but very similar to, Dietetics. I just went into it for the wrong reasons, and I feel once again that that is the case for so many personal trainers. Mm-hmm. And again, very similarly, a lot of them stay in that realm of doing it for the wrong reasons.
0: I mean, I know from our standpoint, we've at least like had like some education, like some education. a lot <laughs> of nutrition. <laughs> we had some, you know, a a class or two, <laughs> maybe a course. <laughs> Um, but like for PTs, it's all like exercise. I don't think they take any nutrition. There wasn't anything in the, like to become a PT, there was no nutrition component. There's a tiny bit.
1: So we actually learn a lot about the scope of practice, which is very ironic because so many personal Hmm. trainers don't abide by it, but the major personal training certification organizations, like I went through ACE, um, but also ACSM and NASM are also like the other pretty big ones. I only know what ACEs curriculum is for sure, but I've heard that ACSM and NASM are very similar in that they talk about the scope of practice and they all say like, you cannot give meal plans. You cannot recommend supplements. You cannot give calorie and macro goals yet. I guarantee anyone listening to this has seen a personal trainer give out macro goals like on the internet, if not in their own personal life. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Like they do learn, or we do learn as personal trainers like what is a calorie what does protein do like just like the very basic nutrition like stuff you would learn in like that like nutrition 101 class at Purdue like the most basic yeah just like non-nutrition major class yeah um but I think again the biggest just like uh, the funniest thing is that we learn about scope of practice yet so many don't abide by it it is fun
0: I would like to do a study, but also I don't know if this is just us or all dietitians or a lot of dietitians. It's like, I feel like we've been like drilled in our head to like you stay in your lane Mm -hmm. and you do not go out of your lane. And we have like a code of ethics and we stick to that. Like I even like, I know we've talked about this before, even though I'm have like the dual major like you. And like the second part of it was nutrition, fitness and health. And I've taken multiple health and kinesiology classes. I do not dabble in fitness at all. The most I say is don't, you don't have to exercise because you hate yourself, which I don't think that takes any type of formal training
1: (laughs) to say. Apparently it does. Because apparently (laughs) getting formal training makes you say that you should exercise because you hate yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, I know it's, and it's not just PT, like personal trainers. It, it's a problem in a lot of professions. We just talk about most with like nutrition because nutrition tends to get hit very hard with that, but it's just, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Feeling confident enough to like talk about topics that like you've had minimal education, if any
1: education in. Like we learned a little bit about medications and MNT and like what they do and how like food interacts with them. Mm -hmm. But like, I would never tell a patient, like you should ask your doctor for XYZ medication. Yeah. So many doctors who also had a very tiny amount of, for most part, some do have extensive education, but for the most part, most doctors are just learning a very tiny amount of nutrition They, for the most part, once again, um, feel very, very confident talking about nutrition, even though they likely learned as much about nutrition as we learned about medication. Yeah.
0: I don't get it. I- Everyone eats. Yeah. I also, I know we've talked about this recently off air, the like social dynamics of the field where I'm like, if we were men,
1: -hmm. Would our job be so overshadowed and questioned all the time? Yeah. And like told that we're wrong all the time? And I don't think it would. It'd be a lot less. But oh, yeah. It'd be a lot less. I'm sure we'd still get stuff because it's nutrition and everyone has different beliefs. But
0: yeah.
1: It'd be a lot less. It's very
0: interesting. If you ever want, if you ever want some sad entertainment, go look at the comment section of, I'm forgetting his name, the like really big male dietitian. Zach? Um, I think Zach. Yes, Zach. Go look at, what's his, is last it Cohen? Name? I think it's Zach. It's something with a C. Uh, yeah. Go look at his comment section and then go look at any of any email dietitian's comment section that has like just, you'll still scroll for you'll get the vibes yep it's crazy how much of a difference it's
1: I love having a viral video because it's good for business and I get a lot of people who do get my message but like my most recent one on TikTok it is 900 comments and I'd say most of them are telling me how I'm wrong which one is it um the one where I'm on the couch clapping talking about how it's okay to (laughs) eat sugar and bananas and you don't have to admit fast And all of them are like anecdotal evidence. Like this worked for me, blank, blank, blank. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm like, cool. This is a video for you then. Or my doctor says this. I'm like, okay, first of all, great. Listen to your doctor. I'm some rando on the internet. Of course, my advice is not specifically targeted towards you. Yeah. But also maybe your doctor isn't the most educated on nutrition. Yeah. People just like have this like blind faith in them. Yeah. Ugh it's it's insane but yeah I I like Zach I like his content but you're so mm -hmm. right a lot of his I'm sure he gets trolls too everyone does but oh yeah like there's no way he has
0: that like big of following and every single person is agreeing with that's (laughs) just statistically not possible not possible but I don't know it's interesting when we look into it a little bit more and then I know like people are always like you're just making it about like you're just saying people are like misogynistic or like people it's not that deep and I'm like let's look at how like teachers and nurses are treated this is like especially soft top or a soft topic touchy topic yeah yeah I
1: think that's a better word (laughs) the soft topic
0: (laughs) um touchy topic it was recently national nurses week I think national
1: yeah national
0: and Hannah and I are not nurses (laughs) you're not aware (laughs) upbeat nurses we we know a lot of nurses and work with a lot of nurses and the way that some of them are being treated for their appreciation week are horrendous in the sense of like the complete lack of effort and lack of thought for everything they do it's nothing new that teachers aren't respected and treated like trash, and it's a female. They're both female dominated fields. Mm-hmm. But we're. I feel like I'm spiraling right now, so we should get back. I on know. Track. I'm thinking
1: like <laughs> this whole episode's about like disordered eating in college. We have barely talked about that. Um, yeah. it's more so like <laughs> our journey as dietitians and how our brains are feeling about that. Yeah, but yeah, I I guess. I don't have a whole lot of, well, actually, yeah, I do. As I say, I don't have a whole lot of remember, remembrances, memories, Memory? I guess is the better word. <laughs> Those memories, yes. Remembrances. Remember- <laughs> I like that. I don't have a lot of remembrances of like my disorder eating in college, but I actually do. I, I told the story before, I thought I wanted to be a bikini competitor, like a bodybuilding. I went through that phase. I went through the polar opposite where I wanted to be a power lifter, which I could still see myself doing that. Um, although uh, just like the, the way it sometimes can be portrayed and like recommended, like to do things does involve like macro counting and gobs of protein, all of that. But anyway, I went through kind of those two phases a lot. I'd say mostly the bikini and the bodybuilding of the biggest thing. Cause at the CoRec, our gym that we went to at Purdue, there were a lot of others who were bikini competitors, bodybuilders. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like look at them, the epitomes of health. Cause you know, I could look at their body and see if they were healthy or not. It's what you do when you're in a gym setting. Mm-hmm. Um, Thankfully, I never went through with it, but I did have a very long phase of counting every calorie, eating classic like bodybuilding foods, egg whites, rice cakes, peanut butter powder, quest bars. I remember all this. Yep. Um, I remember uh, like my fitness pal. Oh my gosh. You. Yes. That, yep. played, that was a big part of it. Yep. My Fitbit. I used that to like oh, yeah. all my steps. Uh, ugh crazy i remember we took a class where we got to volunteer with the athletes um and like we worked like in the sports nutrition department and there was another girl that i was like working at one of the fueling stations with who was also like she actually did compete she had competed a few times at this point um she was a competing bikini competitor i believe and i was like asking her questions about it and kind of expressing my interest and she was like oh there's actually like a certain like a certain body type and like a certain look you need to have to do it. I was like, "Excuse me, what? Excuse me, I did not know this." Yeah, I forget. I wish I knew who she was because I would tell you. But that in two at the same time, I was kind of like more motivated because I want to be like, "F you, lady! I'm gonna like kick your ass yeah. and I'm gonna be better <laughs> at you than this." Um, but I'm also the competitive side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But also I was like, oh, maybe she's right. I'm like not a good fit for this, whatever. So I think that's actually like a tiny percent of the reason why I ended up not going through with it. But could you believe that? She was like, yeah, I was just like, there's like a body shaming you. She was very like conventionally pretty too. And I think that was Mm -hmm. part of it as well. Like she had the look for a bikini competitor. Yeah. Wow. The drama. I
0: know. She like kind of saved you, but also like not the way to go about it. I know. Not your intention.
1: I assume. I will never forget that because I was like, <laughs> rude. That would <laughs> that would stick with you. I think it was like maybe sophomore year. I think she was a senior and I was just um, trying to like talk about it and like learn more and like have a conversation about common interest. But then she shut that down real fast. I was like, okay, mm, rude. Oh my gosh have a certain look for that which honestly is true that's part of the reason why it's problematic but still yeah <laughs> yeah uh
0: she's just sharing the the problems with it she, she didn't realize him but she's like oh yes yeah. yeah, this like red flag about it like this is a thing that yeah. me, I you're think, not
1: aware of i don't think she viewed it that way i think she's no like- i I am genetically blessed and I get to do this, mm-hmm. but you don't. <laughs> or you shouldn't anyway, because you're gonna just feel sad about it. Um, but yeah, that's maybe that was her intention. Maybe I should give her the benefit of the doubt. She was looking out for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's <I see>. yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, I'll never time. forget that. And like I remember like it's good to pack your lunch. I'm not anti-packing your lunch, but I of course would like always pack the most ridiculous, boring things to eat. And then I'd be starving all day, wondering why I couldn't like focus on like schoolwork, you know, classic stuff like that. Classic. And then we yeah. also had our Instagrams, our like Pinterest Instagrams <laughs> that we made. Oh my yeah. gosh, I can probably find them. I can't log into them, unfortunately, but like Emily. I think perfect pair, right? Was the one we did here. Oh my gosh,
0: wait, perfect. Do I even pair. want
1: to say this on the podcast? Oh, God. <laughs> oh my gosh, I found it. We have 48 followers. No, I think like, we should share immediately, it immediately. Like, like, here's me flexing in a mirror. Wait, they follow me. Shoot, what is this password to this account? We got to delete this.
0: 2017. Oh no. The way I can literally tell you what dining halls. I know. I ate at when I post these pictures.
1: Okay, but are the, some of the catch are kind of cute. Like, the, I'm proud of the food list one. We talked about like how low-carb isn't a bad thing.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: This is literally you. I'm going to bark. When in
0: doubt, throw this. You posted this. When in doubt, throw some veggies and chicken on greens and consider lunch complete.
1: Ew. And it's like, literally, like, ew.
0: It's like spinach. With a ton of corn, cheese, chicken, three little peppers. This is exactly what
1: I was picturing. This lunch right here. It's like pesto chicken, spinach, green beans, carrots, tomatoes. And I ate it cold, I remember. Oh. I remember this. Okay, but look how cute this
0: little quesadilla is. Oh, cute. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The grocery hauls. Oh. Oh my gosh. <gasps> the pictures of France. Oh my gosh. I miss France.
1: Oh my gosh. yeah, We did have that.
0: I said, treat yourself. I know we preach healthy eating, but it's also very important to treat yourself.
1: Oh, okay. your little appreciation post of me eating dining court food. <laughs> Who is that baby?
0: Oh my gosh. My new favorite drink. This is you. I just mixed coffee, almond milk, banana, banana vanilla mm. whey powder and ice in a blender
1: that actually is very like good, really
0: into but that sounds good i good. posted my easter meal oh, yeah. wait you were obsessed is this is this a tay influence influenced yes meal? yes
1: <laughs> yes 100 percent.
0: i was like i would know this tv powder and coconut oil uh-huh. and sweet potato and egg anyway <laughs> uh-huh which actually does taste good, but once again, mine is hers awful. Oh my gosh, our slushies! Oh my gosh, we we're really like moderation is key. It once in a while is okay.
1: Our little slushy picture. That's <laughs> a cute picture. It is cute. Look at this dry ass chicken with some <laughs> sweet potatoes and broccoli. Uh, okay,
0: so want to hear something interesting? The reason also. I have minimal pictures on here is because a lot of my disordered eating continued into my dining court habits. Mm. So I would not share like the pictures of what I was eating. So you were carrying this account for like <laughs> two thirds of it. I was like, if I was like out of, why do we post a picture? Oh, this is butternut squash. I thought that was this mango. I'm like, why do we oh post God. a bowl of mango? <laughs> um, Dang, if we had kept up with that, who would have known where we'd be right now? Maybe we'd have millions of followers.
1: <laughs> um, this is like the old TUD, basically.
0: Oh, um, yes. I feel like I didn't have a lot of like really big, noticeable like points in my disordered eating. I like, mine actually started, it wasn't really because of my family. It was, it came out of like stress and like dealing with like emotions Mine started junior year where I want to go same thing. I want to go into sports nutrition, but I also wanted to cure obesity. Two very interesting goals I had. I forgot we had
1: like our sports RD days. That was a big part of my life. I wanted to be a
0: sports dietitian up until probably 2020. Same. Like if it weren't for the pandemic and realizing job security is a thing. (laughs) Honestly. And I also didn't want to move from away from Chicago. But the whole job security part, I was like, oh my gosh, I would like to have, in case there's another one, I would like a job. Yeah. Um, But mine started because I was like in too many AP classes mm-hmm. and I was like balancing, studying for the ACT, which Hannah, you know, I'm a terrible test taker. <laughs> so like that was a horrible time. Mm-hmm. And then also like was doing sports at the same time. And I like I distinctly remember around like 2 p.m. every day, like my entire life up until I was 16, around 2 p.m. I'd have like hunger cues where like at the time I think I, I don't think I knew really what it was, but I was like, oh, my stomach hurts and it's grumbling and it feels really empty. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to ignore it. And then and I'm like classic ignoring your hunger cues for what? <laughs> right and then junior year i started like giving into it i was say giving in i was honoring my <laughs> hunger cues <meals. laughs> but in my head i was like giving in so I was, yeah. like i've ignored this for 16 years of my life why am i like responding now but i i have like certain foods i think you know this cuz like i like can't enjoy them to this day where like they were like my binge foods mm-hmm. and it was Tashi granola bars. Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to say that it one. It was the chewy chocolate chip granola bars, and it was hot chocolate. And my parents had no idea. I like brought this up to them years later, and they're like, we just thought you really liked it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, what I would do, and I'm sharing this because I've like, never shared this publicly. Only certain mm-hmm. people know about this. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Maybe someone else is going through this, and they will be like, oh, I'm not alone because like I had no idea what I didn't talk to people about this right um wow. every day to deal with like what I would do with it is it, it was like I was so stressed I would like overeat to like numb the stress mm-hmm. and so I'd be so like uncomfortably full that I like w- d- couldn't have thoughts still happening they <laughs> still happening just different <laughs> different coping mechanisms um but I would like grab like six or seven of each of the granola bars and have like two or three hot chocolates every night. But the thing is I would sneak the granola bars up to my room and just like lay on the ground and like scroll my phone and just like eat them. Mm -hmm. And there was like, no, I was not gauging fullness. I was just like, it was like a, it wasn't a coping mechanism. It was just like eating to like forget about my responsibilities and like the stress and everything. So I was like eating probably like 2000 calories more than I normally do every single day. And I ended up gaining like, the reason I know this is because, actually I'm not going to share the number because I don't want anyone comparing to compare that. I gained 10% of my body weight in two months. And the reason I know this is because I weighed myself every morning because that's what I was taught to do. So at first I was like, oh, it's creeping up a little bit. And then it got to the point where I was like, this is much higher than it normally is. Like normally it's kind of like, it might fluctuate a couple of pounds, but I was like, hmm, but it just became this thing where like in order to like deal with stress and like avoidance essentially of my life I would like overeat and overindulge and that one it affected my like sleep a lot which was not good (laughs) I guess it also affected my body but I'm like oh well (laughs) it affected like honestly what it made me most upset about was it affected like my like track and field career little high school career is because i got so much slower and i was like Mm -hmm. so upset because in high school that was like the sport i probably cared most about Mm -hmm. and i was like it's fine we're fine but it carried over into bringing it back to our instagram account oh my god it carried over into college because in the dining courts is unlimited eating like Mm -hmm. it's a buffet and there were foods There was a lot of food in the dining courts that were not normally around at my like home before. So I was like, oh my gosh, it's so exciting. I can eat these foods more. So I was like eating like way, way, way more than I was used to. But then I've I've talked about RA a little bit. I was an RA for three years and one, it financially got me through college. So you know what? Thank you, Resley, for sponsoring my college career. (laughs) (laughs) On the other hand, there were some negatives, but the one we'll talk about today is, and this won't even seem like it, is because I got the unlimited meal plan, which are like, Emily, that's not a negative. You didn't have to worry about food security. Like you had access to food whenever you wanted. And which is very good because a lot of people do not have that privilege. But since I have unlimited swipes, swipe is like, When you go into a dining court, I could go in however much I wanted. And I would just like, I remember distinctly there were like a lot. I was gonna say, there were really bad days at Purdue. There were a lot of really bad days at Purdue. So, like, I don't really, they were, they heavily outweighed the good ones. (laughs) Honestly. But I would go and like completely overeat and I would like hide in a corner because I didn't want anyone to see what I was eating. So I never took pictures, one, for our Instagram. And two, like literally physically, I didn't want people see, seeing me there because mm-hmm. I was like ashamed of what I was eating. And I was like literally overindulging because I was like dealing with whatever stressor Purdue threw at me that day. Mm-hmm. I like distinctly remember there was one day where like I wasn't in a corner because one, Ford dining court, finding seating was impossible. So like yeah. you kind of have to take what you get. And I ran into another RA and he was like, can I sit with you? And I was horrified because I, I was, was like, just going to ask if you ever avoided like eating with people too. All the time. Yeah. All the time. Like I would probably still eat with you. Cause like I did not. Yeah. We ate together. Did not feel stressed at all eating, <laughs> which was nice. But like, I would avoid eating with people all the time because I was like binging so much and they like, and it's a buffet, so you can do whatever you want. There's no time limit. You can stay as long as you want to. And I remember like when he sat there down and like was eating with me in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to judge like everything I'm eating. I like try to like move my plate around. And I was like, so like, not present in the conversation because I was like stressing the whole time about um like what I had in front of me the other part of this though so there's the dining courts there's the on the go option and oh, yeah this is something no one knows because I kept this a secret now it's coming to the internet <laughs> so everyone's gonna know Um, I so on the go is an option where like if you can't go to the dining courts you can use x amount of swipes for like taking food on the go, uh, hence the name. <laughs> and what I would do is you'd get like a certain amount of swipes with the unlimited plan. Did I have the unlimited? I definitely did. I did have the unlimited yeah. plan. I was like, did I do the other one? No. Cause I didn't really care about having more dining dollars. Cause I got like so many for the semester, but I remember You'd have X amount. So, like at the end of the week, everyone was always like, oh, you got to use all your swipes. So, you just go to the on the go mm-hmm. stations and like completely clear it out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what other RAs do, which I like justified it was they're so like, oh, I'm going to get snacks for my residents. What I would do is I would go get like five, six, seven bags of like chips or candy. And then I'd go back to my room and like binge. Mm-hmm. And that one was much easier to hide because, for yourself. the most part, I didn't have a roommate. Yeah, for the most part,
1: <laughs> we'll say that story.
0: Until, until I did, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, but that was something where, like, I would do that so regularly because, like, with one swipe, kind of, would you get three or four items? I don't remember, but you could three or four. So like, if you use like two or three swipes, you can get like 10 plus items.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, it'd be like sandwiches, soups, but also like chips, cookies. Yeah. You can kind of use it
0: however you yeah. want.
1: I would always get like freshman year when I had the swipes, I would get the, um, like the Welch's fruit snacks and I would go hard uh, on those. Yeah. Yeah. Hard. Oh, so. <laughs> Yeah. I, it's, it's. Probably such a huge transition from going to a environment where you don't have like, I mean, your parents weren't like starving by any means or intentionally like trying to deprive you. It sounds like, yeah. but if there's only certain foods available, but you want other foods when you oh, finally yeah. have access to those, of course, it's like a free for all.
0: Yeah. And like it was very much like I would when I was younger, I'd be excited to go into a friends' house because there was like fun things and fun snacks. And I was like, Yeah. Same. And I'd always be like, We need to eat snacks. And they're like, Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
1: I'm like, I don't get this. Uh-huh. My know. friend Ellen, um, she her parents always had like the little Debbie stuff. Like, oh yeah, nutty buddies. I don't know if Twinkie's a little Debbie, I don't know, but same idea. Yeah. I would just like think about them constantly like being in her parents cabinet I'm like when oh, can yeah. we get that bowl out because I had like a whole bowl just like full of all those things it was yeah. glorious I'm like when yeah. can we like get more of those things
0: yeah it's yeah. crazy you think like things like that don't affect kids but they do they do and they're clearly still affecting us to this day yeah we can't it's so vividly in our mind I feel like I came out okay Same. I honestly like there was a lot that I was still like coping with during my internship. Like, I wouldn't say like I felt I never went through like any therapy for disordered eating. Unfortunately, I went, I had other issues going, <laughs> but never for that one. But luckily, it was like the nutrition counseling class played such a big part mm-hmm. with just like being like, oh, there's something else out there, and then like finding honestly like non-diet dietitians online. That's that was my game changer. That I didn't like, know that even
1: existed. Just like following no. people like
0: them. Yeah. That was crazy. I was like, what is
1: what's me? It's honestly what keeps me going in like my business is like knowing that I could be doing what they did for me. Like being able to just like yeah. help someone like see the other side so they can just like keep learning about it and just like plant those seeds. Yeah. Cause not everyone either can't afford therapy. doesn't have access to therapy or they feel like embarrassed about it, or they don't feel like they need it, which I think Mm -hmm. is where I've been for so long. It's like, I don't need therapy. I'm good with food. Like I'm good with stress. I'm good with anxiety, but like, maybe not, (laughs) maybe not. Yeah. So that's that. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we had different experiences with these things, like a lot of similars, but like a me, lot of similars a <laughs> lot of similars like we suck today remembrances, our remembrances and similars okay. i said i said
0: perceived conception
1: so that's <laughs> that's where our, we're at oh my gosh but yeah i feel like mine was a lot of restriction like even in college um yeah. bikini intentions over exercise they really get into the exercise part but the exercise he's so cute I love I him so watching his little paws
0: he's
1: so cute yeah he like does this like army curl it's so cute <laughs> um yeah mine was mostly restriction and then yeah over exercise I didn't really get into that much but um guilt for not going to the gym I had to lift every day always comparing myself to the other people at the gym and like the gym honestly was a place where I made so many friends mm-hmm. um like I actually was looking at perfect pair a minute ago, our Instagram. And I saw that like me and Brendan who found the podcast would like go to taco Tuesday with all like all the other personal trainers yeah. every week. Um, so that was always super fun. So a lot of great things came from it, which it sounds like, like as an RA too, like good things came from that, of course, as well, but yeah, it doesn't negate hate all the bad the, things that happened to
0: the food situation with res life was far from the most wor- the worst part of it, yeah. Um, but this is we're not talking about that, <laughs> <laughs> not the time, not the time, no, because we'd be here for a while. I could probably do a whole entire other podcast on it, yeah. But that's another story for another day. Let's wrap this up because we got to talk about our bonus question still.
1: Oh my gosh, I which, forgot. if you
0: guys want to listen to the bonus question, check out. Our little beat Deets subscription. It, it there's a bio. There's like Lincoln bio <laughs> on Instagram. You can also find it on our website. If you can't find it, you can go onto like Spotify or I think Apple Podcast. It's you just on Spotify. On just on Spotify. Okay. Yeah. Well, you'll have to get Spotify uh, <laughs> and check it out there to find. Here, here are more light parts. part. Of yeah. today. Even though today wasn't that today was not, I wouldn't say not lighthearted. I feel like it's very easy for us to talk about like personal experiences. We're not just educating, it's more of
1: sharing stories. I'm excited for more of these. I like these episodes. It's I do too. Nice to talk about it. And I think others will really appreciate knowing that, like even dietitians have these thoughts and these struggles. And a lot of times that's where we started. A lot of dietitians had that experience.
0: Yeah. yeah. So if you are struggling with disordered eating, you're, you aren't alone. There's a lot of people, like Hannah said, a lot of dietitians also had those thoughts, have those thoughts potentially. Um, and you're in the majority. There's a lot of people with disordered eating. Like Hannah and I have worked with so many people and, almost like almost every one
1: of them has some type of like, I'd say most people it's wild to me, very sad. Like most people I work with. Yeah. Have a form of disorder dating. Yeah. So you aren't alone. Hopefully this
0: podcast can help, but also if you feel that you need more intensive help, like seek out a therapist uh, dietitian will work with individually. Like, this is not medical advice, anything that we're giving you. This is just, we do a lot more like general education. Um, but it's okay to admit that there's something going on, and it's also okay to seek out help. There's nothing
1: wrong with that. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you guys for listening let us know if you liked this more like story time type of episode we again like want to keep doing more of these. wait i like that
0: sorry you just said story time i story like time. that a lot mm-hmm. we could like title it like story time college days disordered eating
1: and that way they like always know the, like when it's a story time
0: yeah we'll call it college eating disordered eating and the patriarchy
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love it let them make it as dramatic as possible yeah, yeah 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 well thanks guys for listening let us know if you like these story times otherwise we will see you in the bonus question all right bye guys thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of the upbeat dietitians with your host emily krause and hannah thompson we appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us in order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at the Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.